In part one of Mystical Symbols, we discuss the nature of symbolism in mysticism. You will recall that in our discussion, we discovered that in mystical work, a symbol allows us to come into contact with levels of being or consciousness that do not normally coexist on the same plane. Some mystic symbols can be arbitrary, some natural, depending on the culture. Societies such as ancient Egypt were probably much more attuned to the symbolic than we are today. But in any culture, a truly powerful mystic symbol is an example of a mysterion, an occasion for encountering the numinous, the other world, another plane of existence. A mysterion or a mystery is not something unknowable. Just as in our modern use of the term mystery for a detective story, where we discover who done it, a mystery is an occasion in which we encounter the truth. This encounter is not just intellectual knowledge, it is gnosis. In this case, the symbol acts as a nexus, actually connecting us with this other reality. Examples of these kinds of symbols include icons, mandalas, and chanting from many world spiritual and mystical traditions. This is an actual working out in the here and now of the axiom, as above, so below, and as within, so without. Yet it is also pointing to the future. Through the symbol, we can experience the heightened reality already and not yet. Truly immediate, but also leading to a time when we will be united directly with the reality we use symbols to reach now. Today, let us take a brief look at one of the most ancient and most universal of all human symbols. It is the cross, and it is far older than often realized. In the natural world, horizontal crosses form crossroads, a nexus of transportation and communications, hosting both shrines and merchant opportunities. The god Hermes, Mercury, Toth, is often found at crossroads. And wherever lines of power or ley lines cross, we often find temples and other important buildings. The horizontal cross also naturally forms the four cardinal directions. And when reduplicated as an additional X over the original cross, the half directions of northeast, southwest, and so forth are indicated. In the ancient earth-based spirituality of Europe and elsewhere, this was then echoed in the eightfold year of the four solar festivals, the equinoxes and solstices, and the four fire festivals between. Vertical crosses reveal our axiom of as above, so below. Eternity, spirit, and the axis mundi, the axis of the world, are indicated by the upright part of the cross. The horizontal crossbar of the vertical cross can represent this plane of existence, the connection of all beings in temporality and the material world. Crosses appear in Neolithic cave paintings in Europe and in Native American prehistoric art, ranging from approximately 7,000 to 3,000 BCE. One of the most ancient forms is an even-armed cross within a circle, which appears during the Bronze Age of Europe, 3,500 to 1,500 BCE. These circles with even-armed crosses within them are called sun wheels, 
and probably refer to the two solstices and two equinoxes of the annual solar cycle. Later, the Tau cross developed, which looks like a capital T today. And this may have developed from the widespread and ancient symbol of the sun's solar cross or wheel cross. The Tau cross is probably what Moses used to lift up the bronze serpent during the Exodus to heal the Israelites who had been bitten by the seraph serpents, as found in the Old Testament in the book of Numbers 21 verses 4 through 9. Later, through the 8th century of our era, a Nordic-European variant on the Tau cross was the Irmansul, very likely related to their concept of the world tree Yggdrasil, a symbol of the axis mundi, the axis of the world, which connects the underworld, Middle Earth, which is our realm, and the upper realms. The Egyptian Ankh, constructed of the Tau cross with an oval loop above it, is a symbol of eternal life used throughout the 5,000 years of Egyptian history. The Tau section below may represent a human being, while the upper loop represents the oval egg of eternity. Seen in another way, the Tau represents masculine energy, while the oval symbolizes feminine energy, with the two in harmonious balance, resulting in eternal life. The Ankh was ubiquitous in Egypt and was later assimilated by the indigenous Egyptian Christianity, the Coptic Church. Although Celtic crosses today are associated with Christianity, they have far older origins. Bridget's cross is an equal-armed cross traditionally woven from straw in honor of Ireland's goddess and now Saint Bridget on February 2nd. February 2nd is the ancient fire festival of Imolk and now the Christian Candlemas, also known as the Presentation or the Encounter. Both feasts, ancient and Christian, commemorate in their own way nurturing the new light born at the winter solstice. Then, too, the great stone Celtic crosses found throughout the landscape combine the Bronze Age sun circle with the standing cross and may predate Christianity. The early Christian symbols themselves were the fish, which is also known as the Vesica Pisces, the shepherd, and other such representations. Christians probably did not start using the cross as their symbol until the 4th century of our era, and in particular with Constantine's vision of the labarum, or chiro, the monogram of Christ, which looks like a modern P with an X or crossbar imposed upon it. Constantine took this as his standard of victory in uniting the Roman Empire under his rule. Christian crosses themselves have many variations. The Greek cross has four equal bars. The Latin cross has a longer lower bar. Ethiopian crosses have evolved from ancient Alexandrian symbolism combined with Christian practice and are held by every monk and priest. The Slavic cross has a third slanted bar at the foot of the cross with various mystic symbolism. There are an almost infinite variation of other Christian crosses, and each contains its own particular mystic and cultural symbolism.
But crosses are not limited to Christianity even today. They may be found in many forms throughout world cultures, in India, China, Africa, and among Native Americans. For example, the Zia cross comes from the Zia Pueblo in New Mexico. It is a symbol of the sun, of the four cardinal directions, and of the continuous cycle of life on earth. The Zia cross may also be a symbol of the place where life first emerged on earth, recalling the Zeb Tepi, the first times of Egyptian mythos. This cross is found most prominently today on the flag of the American state of New Mexico. In esoteric studies, the Rose Cross is a powerful and evocative symbol. It takes the form of a Latin cross with a rose blooming at its center. In Western iconography, some of the earliest examples may date from a Welsh gospel book of the 8th century and in an engraving from Constantinople from the 10th or 11th centuries. But throughout the ages, for Rosicrucians, the Rose Cross symbolizes the human person with arms outstretched, while the rose at the center represents the unfoldment of the soul throughout our incarnations. The Rose Cross and the person it symbolizes stands in a position of service, openness, awe, and joy. There are many other deep meanings that one can find by meditating upon this symbol, but this is the most basic, the most universal. Now, if one lays a properly proportioned rose cross down and carefully folds it up, the cross becomes a cube, an ancient symbol of the cosmos, with the rose, Dante's multifoliate symbol of eternity, at its very center. To complete our work today, let us meditate upon this dynamic, interactive symbol of the cross, the rose and the cube, recalling the words of the venerable Rosicrucian chant. Ad rosam per crucem, ad crucem per rosam, in ea, in eis, gematus resurgam. Non nobis, non nobis domine, sed nominis tui, gloriae sui. To the rose, through the cross. To the cross, through the rose. I shall arise by these, adorned with them. Not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to the sole glory of thy name. Meditate now upon the cross, the rose, and the cube of all that is. Amen.